You're listening to the most talked about podcast in the land, Renegade Culture, sucker-free politics, news, and social commentary from the block to the boardroom with your host, Kalanji and Kamal. You are listening to Renegade Culture. I'm just playing. I don't sound like that. It's Renegade Culture in the building. I was like, why are you whispering on the mic, son? I was like, let's start. Nervous. I'm up there. We got knock on the camera tonight. Knock up. Knock knocking them out. Doing his thing. Loose in the building. Loose is always on point. Always? Why is Loose on point? Why? Loose is on point because he rolled with K Jama. Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. We got this other guy on the side over here. Yo, this is Kamal Franklin. Oh. The R, the E, the N, the E. Oh, it's Franklin. No, that's Renegade. I was going to do Renegade. Oh. Can you guys? There's no FRA in that. What are you doing, man? Don't mess my stuff up, man. I don't know. I'm sorry. We got special guests in the house. Special guests in the building. Sister. Sister. Anoa. Anoa. Changa. Noah Changa. Changa. How you doing, Wait, Say something. same last name I got. All right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are they related? No. Are y'all no. know each other? So. It's first Just time met a few minutes ago. Yeah. Mm. How you doing? As far as I know, my daddy don't got no other kids. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, my daddy got a lot of more kids. Papa was a golden stone. <laughs> nah, nah. So, yeah. So, you might be my sister. I'm not checking out your top lip. And feet. But anyway, it looks a lot better than you, so I don't think there could be a real relationship. Right, anyway. But that's another thing. Come yeah. on, I was a hater. It's all good. Yo, anyway, let me tell you who the sister is. Tell us who the sister is. She's I, an I, activist I, and attorney here in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. She's the host of her own podcast called "The Way with Anoa." That's no competition. No, like you know, we're, we're family, we're cool, we're friends. I'm saying. Oh God. She's the co-managing editor of the Progressive Army blog. And a Georgia-based blog, The Peach Perspective. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got that what right. What y'all talk about on The Peach Perspective? I've been focusing pretty much on this governor's race because the media oh, bias is okay. so crap. So, true, yeah. true, true. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into all of the that. The blog is called what? Peach Perspective. One's Progressive Army that does more like national like focus Wait, hold on, hold on. Stuff. Hold on. Okay, this straight. She got... Same last name as me. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then we got the People's Army. She got Progressive Army. What? Oh, y'all been? Okay, we got. We, we, we got to check. We got to be story. Where's my attorney at? We I'm, I'm your attorney. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, gonna lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you can't. Out of here. That's because you ain't paid that retainer. You're right. You're no right. Time soon. Hey, is he the, is he the pay the retainer or, or burn something? That's I chose to burn something. <laughs> anyway, too much, too much information. TMI. That's how we do. Yo, Renegade culture is back. Yes. We got a whole bunch of good things to talk about. We got we to talk do. about the election that just happened in terms of the um, the uh, primaries that just took place in Georgia. Something historic happened. Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Be the, the Democratic. Uh, first black woman, I think, even in across the country, the first yeah. black woman country, ever, yes. right? The major Nominee ticket for, yeah. for governor. She's the she Obama of government right now. That's right. That's yeah. right. The governor move. That's right. Yeah. Um, Hope she don't act like Obama. But anyway, she, no, that's we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna talk about the sister, and she was called a Russian mole, basically. This NPR hit job. Who's called the Russian mole? The sister right here was called. You the called a Russian mole? Yeah. yeah. Russia oh. from Russia with love. Russia right? like sickle or like black Russian. No, like sickle, sickle. Oh, like she's man. here Hammer representing sickle. the Russians, yo. Like Gorbachev. And That's right. Yes. That's right. You represent Russians? No. I won't oh, get man, down with that. You know what I'm saying? I want that Russian money. I'm not going to say The views and opinions of the Russians <laughs> sometimes coincide with yeah. ours. It depends. Perhaps. It depends. Yeah. The checkbook is right. Let's true, go. True, true. <laughs> Are we also going to get into black electoral politics? Like what we need for our community. Yes. Right? Like we what we really need. And this sister's an expert on all of that. So we're going to talk about third party politics. We're going to talk about Democrat. Um, we're going to talk about what we need to do in terms of creating things for our community. So we got a whole bunch of that. We're going to talk about some daily events that's been happening, like Word. the NFL trying to ban people from like sitting on their knee. They're trying to say that football players can't kneel. Can't kneel. Unless they're kneeling to massa. Yeah, you know they got to be passive. So you can't even, you can't even, you know, I'm frustrated 
No mm-hmm. rights. I get paid to run. You got no rights. I can kneel if I'm fumbling the ball or something, but you got I can't no kneel. rights. You wow. can't do nothing. How many, how many cats you? gonna go for it? You must you stand for the pledge of allegiance. Stand for I, the think pledge gonna, I think they're all gonna go for it. I think. Well, I think maybe they're gonna go for it. They gonna go for it. They Except gonna for the, the cats is about to go out anyway, right? Because you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna say we're gonna stay in the tunnel. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're okay, going to okay. over-talk about that right I'm now. I'm kind of nervous right now. Go ahead. You, you know, well, you, you play? What do no, you mean? What are you football. nervous about? I used to play football. I'm you playing. did? Yeah, I'm dope. What's wrong with you? What was your position, son? Fucking all the positions. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. I don't think this dude never knows what a football is. Listen, this cat right here. Look, Anoa is laughing so hard, it's like that silent laugh. She's laughing because she's like, come on, man, because he don't play football. She's like, come on, he's playing Batman. He's a professional Batman player. At, at him and going like Cricket. she's I like know. he's dope you got the same last he name he don't here. even know what a football is yo listen I'm, I'm saying? nice no, I'm nice no, like beans nice. and rice anyway listen to Renegade Culture Renegade where Kamal K. Franklin can tell you who the fuck play football who don't you know what I mean <laughs> we're here with Noah Chang in the building and um you know what I mean we about to about to get it popping over here that's right. that's right where we at with Playback Studios Playback Sound Studio no, 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 it's Playback Studio. They, they corrected me, son. Oh, word? It's Playback Studios. So it's not Playback Sounds. They said ignore the Playback Sounds. You got to say Playback Studios. Oh, they say ignore Playback Sounds. So, yeah, so yeah, now, now the Studios is the bigger thing. Okay, Yeah, all right, all right, The Sounds right. is the small okay, thing. Okay, Let's cool, get that cool, straight. Cool. My bad. My bad. Okay. I want to I make sure. Well, we know the fuck we at. Oh, uh, yeah, true, true. Now y'all know. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back at you. You know what I mean? Renegade culture. Renegade. Elections are about choices, and I am the only candidate in this race who has a proven experience as a business leader who has helped create or retain more than 2,000 jobs working with President Obama. I am a civic leader. I've registered more than 200,000 voters across the state of Georgia. And as a political leader, I led the House Democrats to improve transit, to improve education, to help grandparents raising grandchildren. And I'm ready to lead the state of Georgia forward. Miss Evans continues to misstate the truth, and I understand that in the last days of an election, you want to make yourself look good, but here's the truth. Republicans controlled the legislature. They controlled the state. I saved the Hope Scholarship by fighting with Republicans to ensure that 100% of students with a B average continue to re- receive the Hope Scholarship. But more than that, I made certain that we had a full day, full week of pre-K, and more than half a million four-year-olds have had pre-K since that time. And I led the fight to make certain that we had remedial courses for technical college and co-sponsored the legislation that she carried successfully to make certain we could lower the GPA back to 2.0. Michael Render, a.k.a. Killer Mike, you watching me on Renegade Culture, a.k.a. none of that lame shit allowed, fuck boy. We live and direct. We back again. Renegade Culture. Renegade Culture. Favorite podcast in the whole what? World. The whole world. world. We used to say the whole goddamn world. But well, my man's getting kind of... You know what I mean? We trying, trying to get some sponsors up there. Some sponsors. Some sponsors. I don't know. We're going to get somebody like Toyota. Toyota? Toyota? No, the Russians. Okay, the Russians. Sputnik up oh, there. Sputnik. RT. RT. RT is kind of. I would talk about RT later. But anyway, I love RT. I like RT too. I like RT too. Relax. How you feel? You're saying you're getting a paycheck from RT apparently. I don't even get a paycheck from them. I don't so know that's why. What, that's what makes it all very interesting. We're going to get back to it. We don't want to go there. We're about to go. Because we'll be now skip. Because I got some shit to talk about. But anyway. Um, we here. We talking about uh, the 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 primaries that just right, happened. Right, Stacey right, Abrams. Right, Stacey yeah. Abrams. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Stacey, Stacey Abrams. Abrams get a drum roll. Damn. Yes. I'm glad Stacey Abrams got it because Stacey Evans was talking a lot of shit. She yeah. was. She was. She talking she big got, shit. Putting she on got blast. the brakes beat off. Of her. <laughs> <laughs> she got. She got <laughs> Put them things on her. She got that. She she's I'm white and I'm gonna win. I'm the real Stacey talking shit. Like you know, she's like she's not a real progressive. Yeah, yeah. And then Stacey Abrams, I, I saw her, she looked at her one day. She's like, bitch. And I was like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I think Stacey Abrams up. would do that too. She got she that, probably she would. She, she went to Yale. That's 15 minutes away away from she, where well, I'm she from. Well, she first went to Richmond. Spelman. 
Oh, you know. And she then did. she yeah. went to Yale. You know so Spelman. yeah, she got that side. My to wife her. went to Spelman. Now okay. you know the Spelman girls. Listen, I know. I live you know, 15 don't minutes like away from Yale, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Shout out to Bridgeport. We got shout Bridgeport out Bridgeport. every motherfucking no week because that's how we do. But anyway, Stacy, I'm, I'm glad to see that Stacy's on uh, point. We got to get behind her. You know what I mean? And I don't usually get behind a lot of electoral politicians mm-hmm. because of the fact that you know a lot of them come with bullshit. Yep. And I don't necessarily agree with everything that she's mm-hmm. been talking about. Absolutely. However. With these country racist ass crackers out there right now, you got Hagel <laughs> and this other goofy ass Kemp's. Brian mm-hmm. Kemp. There I'm so glad Michael Williams, there goes that punk ass with it's the gone. deportation bus. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm so glad Michael Wh- Williams, that deportation down. bus got mollywhopped. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, but Kegel and Kemp are just as bad. That, I mean, that two of the same. Course. You got Kegel lying about the city of Decatur, claiming they're a sanctuary city, trying to sue them on some false BS, and then you got Kemp talking about you know his shotgun and rounding up illegals and deporting them. So I mean, they all on that illegal criminal alien BS to help rally the base nonsense. And here you got Stacey Abrams saying, "Yeah, Democrats need to stop being Republicans trying to win. We need to get this together and uh, uh, win this." So I'm like, okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big that I mean she's doing leaps and bounds above like Pelosi and Schumer and mm. National Dems mm. so I'm like okay like that's, what did you think that's about, the beginning what did you think about some of the stuff that was happening in the primary where some people in the progressive media that's the intercept you know and yeah. I like the intercept yeah, yeah. I like the intercept they, too they went after some of their reporters they seem to particularly go after Stacey Abrams with claims that she wasn't progressive mm-hmm. that she followed along with right. Republicans mm-hmm. that on things like redistricting she followed right. along and just gave a vote um, what do you think was the reason behind that, or what do you think? What do you think about that in terms of her politics? Also, Vincent Ford, yeah. you ran a campaign against him. That's right. So right. Vincent you know also Facebook. called me a Russian surrogate the other day. Vincent so. called you yeah. Yeah. I like Vincent. Maybe he right. You know, let's kill Mike's man. You know, I know. I know. We, we have a very funny relationship. I don't know if I should say because he might get mad. I don't give a fuck. We get mad. But it's just like he's, he's kind of you know what I mean uh-huh. different. He's kind of a different guy. You know what I mean? We never been on the same joints. In mm-hmm. fact. I think I had to say somebody from slapping in the head one time, but you know it's all good, eh? you know. But I'm just saying. It's I kind felt of, like being one of the people the other day. Part of the problem that I noticed in this race, and it's something that I think is really problematic with Black folks who get in these high spaces or want to be in these spaces, who will do what it takes to uphold whiteness, fragility, and white supremacy. Mm. Ultimately, right? right? Um, there was a, and I'm doing bad with names right now, but there's a brilliant young brother who wrote a piece last year, I think it was about Kasim Reed and how black folks also ascribe to white supremacy and uphold those systems. Right. Now, as to some extent, every political you know official we have that's working within the system, if they're not working to dismantle the system, they're working to uphold the system, Absolutely. right? And so yeah. what we saw in this race with Stacey Evans in particular, because she had a black woman running her campaign, her campaign manager was a black woman, she had a black political director, and she basically wore blackness like it was this like cloak of invis- right, invincibility, right, right. right? So instead of actually trying to do the work to build the relationship she had Vincent Ford taking around to barbershops, you know, and mm-hmm. she wasn't saying anything. She wasn't having any conversations. She's over in East End talking about some E is for edge up and, and shaking hands with people. And I'm like, what are you doing? Then on the flip side, you had her black women surrogates attacking Stacey Abrams because let's just be real. That's a big black woman. That's big black women with natural mm-hmm. hair and she's unmarried. And this is the South, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you literally had her black surrogates on posts arguing about how she could never win because of, you know, her appearance, because she's a black woman, because she's not married. And there were other black women who had to be like, who who were trying to stay out of it for the good of the party nonsense, and who were just like, yo, what are you doing? So we watched this happen time and time again. I don't know if y'all saw when the Net Roots protest happened last August, um, Stacey Evans was shut down mm-hmm. the same way Martin O'Malley and I Bernie Sanders were yes, shut down. Yes, that was yes. me and some other folks who did that because... 
of the education issue because you know everybody's like oh hope 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 wait you shut shut you, you, did she just say she shut she shut she it down son she shut it down she did not get to deliver her give speech. her a drum roll for shut down <laughs> motherfucking drums in here tonight. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but part of the problem is, and this gets to your yeah. question about the intercept, was this whole campaign got centered around white Stacy being the good Stacy because she fought for hope and never mm-hmm. backed down and never cut it. White and Stacey. Back, black Stacy being the bad Stacy because she worked with Governor Deal. And then from her standpoint, she tried to save as much of it as she can. Right? And so that was the only conversation anyone wanted to have about education. We're at Netroots, which is supposed to be the largest gathering of progressives in the country. And you it's not a candidate forum. It's not a DNC event. It's supposed to be a pro- progressive event, mm-hmm. right? So you got a bunch of black activists. There has literally been a pro- protest every year since they've had net roots. Mm-hmm. And you have this white woman who is already running an insidious, divisive, racist campaign against her opponent on factually uh, incorrect information. You have a national progressive writer at that time, Zaid Jelani, writing pieces like, yes, Stacey Evans is more progressive. And you have this, you know, white suburban mom cadre who came out of the Ossoff campaign like, yes, progressives. It's like, y'all don't know what progressive is. You were supporting John Ossoff. Like, please, mm-hmm, we're not mm-hmm, listening to you. Mm-hmm. So we get to we get to the day she's supposed to be speaking. She's speaking in front of ahead of Becky Pringle, who is the vice president of the National Education Association. Wait, now, that's, that's her real name, Becky Pringle. Yes, this is a, and this is a Becky sister. Becky Pringle. Sister. And she's a sister. She's a sister. <laughs> <laughs> Named Becky Pringle. Mama didn't love her. Huh? I, I don't know if it's actually Rebecca and she goes by Becky. I'm not really sure. But the point is, the NEA put almost $5 million into Georgia to fight the OSD back in 2015-2016. Why would you have the woman who gave a 10-minute speech in favor of OSD pleading with her Democratic compatriots Tell to people vote OSD is for uh, the Opportunity School District? Mm-hmm. Now, folks, voters remember a couple years ago, you had to vote on a, a constitutional amendment, whether you were going to allow basically the governor to, to take, take over. over black and brown poor schools right. and, and, and control them at the state level. You had teachers, you had unions, you had families, you had whole school district superintendents saying, no, this is a bad thing. Stacey Evans, come on, y'all. She gave a 10-minute speech in favor of this. So there were some other bad education votes she had. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, wait a minute. You have her on the stage. Not just did you have Becky Pringle speaking right after her. You had Elizabeth Warren, Mm -hmm. who's like next to Bernie Sanders, is high up there in progressive guys. Right. And then you also had Ben Jealous, who who had already announced his run for, 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 you know, so he's in there in that mix, Mm -hmm. too. So it's like, we see what y'all trying to do. Mm Y'all trying to brand this one by letting her be on the same stage. No, we're not having that <laughs> because this is what you, you're simultaneously trying to, because they had uh, Stacey Abrams speak on the first night, but she was on the stage with all the black folks. So she mm-hmm, spoke with the mm-hmm. same night as Barbara Lee right. and Andrew Gillum and all those people. So we were like, we see what you're trying to do. Yeah, you're trying yeah, to yeah. put them on the same level. Mm-hmm. And as we saw with that vote tally, they not on the same level. Yeah. Like, she beat a badge. She, she beat a by like over 50 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 75, yeah, 20. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. So like all this stuff had been brewing <laughs> the whole time. And instead of accurate... Not that I expect the AJC or WAB or any of them to re- report, honestly, but no one actually talked to us about what happened. So they ran with, oh, Stacey Evans is white. They were saying trust black women. They're racist. Mm-hmm. They shut her down. They're so mean. Mm-hmm. And that was the that, that was, was the narrative, narrative for 10 months. Mm-hmm. Wow. And like her losing and everything that has happened during her campaign actually proved us right about why she should never have been on that stage in the first place. Clearly. 
Because she ultimately admits that she voted for OSD, but didn't even know what the hell she was voting for or didn't understand why. Like, how are you progressive? You don't understand the challenges, the issues that are happening around public education. Like, education equity is so important to our communities in particular, whether you're talking about poor, white, rural communities or mm-hmm. you're talking about urban communities. And let's be real about rural Georgia. Rural Georgia is black and brown, too. Mm-hmm. So there are all these serious considerations that were not happening. And there wasn't the honest conversation from local media and the instance of Zaid and then also Lee Fang. Like, they do. The Intercept does amazing work, right? I mean, they've exposed some of the stuff with Facebook mm-hmm. and like all types of stuff. But at the same time, you have these instances of anti-blackness that kind of seep in where they're just so laser focused on the one issue that mattered to them. And that was the Hope Scholarship initially. Then they went on to this redistricting thing mm-hmm. that was a contrived narrative to some extent because, yes, the vote went the way they said. But the motive and all that other stuff was like basically inadmissible hearsay if we were in court mm-hmm. from people who admittedly don't like the woman and mm-hmm. from Republicans. So... It was a really frustrating experience, which is why I started focusing exclusively on it on the blog, Mm -hmm. because you have someone who's putting forth a platform, who's saying this matters, who's saying these voters that Democrats never talk to Mm -hmm. actually matter. And then you think I'm going to let you white boys and their attaches of color like dump on her? Mm -hmm. Nah, I'm good. That's not happening. Now, because of that, it felt like after you started doing that and time goes by, all of a sudden you became a target. Yeah. So I'm a Russian. Yes. Black <laughs> Russian in the building. Yeah. Yes. All of a sudden, uh, if folks don't know, this is the sister that NPR, Johnny Kaufman, the reporter, so-called reporter for NPR, uh-huh. ran a story accusing his sister of being a Russian mole or, or being duped by the Russians, like she's not smart enough to know wow. what she's going on wow. or, or her message is being convoluted and hijacked right. by the Russians because she had the nerve to appear on a radio show called Sputnik, right? And you've been on RT a couple of times. No, I haven't been on RT. I've only okay. been on Radio Sputnik. But the okay. thing was, the show on Radio Sputnik is by any means necessary by Eugene Perrier, mm-hmm. another black activist who runs his own show. Mm-hmm. And the conversations, which this person actually listened to, mm-hmm. you know, it got convoluted and just made yeah. about Russia. So what hey. we want to do when we come back? Yes. 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 No, I was going to say what you were going to do. But don't interrupt me, bro. No, I'm sorry I'm, to interrupt I'm you. I'm trying to run the show. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Week, it's, it's anyway, fuck like, what Kamal talk about. We're going to talk about we get back here. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about this sister. We're going to get more into this story about what this, this reporter actually tried to do, yes. what he said. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about like what people responded once they saw this article and how they came to the defense of the sister as they should have because we know that this article was BS. And this cat name is Johnny what? Kaufman. Kaufman. Fuck Johnny Kaufman. You listen to Renegade Culture. And I get JK a sponsor. <laughs> we, we listen to Renegade Culture and uh, we like to say fuck Johnny Kaufman, Johnny Cochran. Not, not Johnny Cochran. We, like we like Johnny Cochran. What's the other motherfucker name? Johnny, Johnny, uh, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. I actually like Johnny Carson. You like Johnny Carson? He's dead now. But fuck like Johnny him. Carson, Ronald oh, Reagan. Um... <laughs> I'm not fucked up, Carson. Okay. I was cool with Richard Pryor. Anyway. I know that's kind of Renegade culture. Renegade culture. I'm running because I want every Georgia family to have the freedom and opportunity to thrive. You deserve nothing less, and I know Georgia can deliver a whole lot more. But here's the thing. To claim our victory, to write that next chapter, and live those best lives, we have a lot of work to do. We have to reach out to those who do not believe their voices matter, who've been disappointed again and again by promises made and never kept, who live in counties crushed by poverty and neglect, in suburbs isolated from jobs and opportunity and sometimes from each other, in cities where lack of affordability makes it harder and harder to stay. And in the next six months, we are going to have to work together to remake our Georgia. With your help, 
we will register every last person we know. Awesome. This is Anoa of The Way with Anoa, and I'm trying to tell you, you need to be tuning into Renegade Culture with Kalanji and Kamal. Kamal and Kalanji is dope. It's probably the best podcast in the world next to mine. So, yeah, definitely tune in. Check these brothers out. It's what's happening. Peace. What's going down? Renegade Culture, we back again. Renegade. We live and direct. With my man Kamal in the building. That's right, holding it down. You good? You feel alright? I feel good, brother. I feel really, really good. All right, I'm gonna really try not to insult you for the rest of the show. That's gonna be yeah. impossible. It you know probably will be. I don't. I can't. I, I don't even. I can sit here and not expect you to say something rude. Why I'm? Why I'm appalled, brother? That's just malicious, <laughs> brother. For you to even think that I would insult your happy ass. Anyway, oh, we got a guest God. in the building tonight. We got the one and only Noah. Noah. Jay. Changa. Noah J. Changa. That's right. She got my middle name and last name. No, it's you got good. her middle name and last Listen, name. Listen, man. That's why we don't get You're along. You know what I'm saying? We you, got, we, we, we gonna have to figure I that out. Original first cousin and is who? carbon yeah, carbon yeah. copy. Wow. You know man, call me a carbon, carbon copy. copy. A cutout. A renegade coach. A cutout. The very first time I've been called a renegade coach. Renegade? You, you bring in better guests, though. The first guest you brought in. Come on, oh, son. Goodness. Don't even start. Don't even start. Bring this Mork and Mindy looking like. Let's get into it. cool. That's my man. Anyway. Renegade coach, we're in the building. We we here with a um a Russian operative. Uh, That's right. Secret agent number three hundred five. Jasperdanya. <laughs> oh, she's speaking that Russian. She's coming at it. Oh, she kind of blow it up. Just when I thought it was good. How's the signal? You know what I'm saying? Jago Hoover's listening oh, in the background. Man. He now came back, got his red pumps on. Damn, he did yeah. dress. I take black identity extremists to a whole nother level up there. Oh, so man. Just when I was trying to become safe. No, <laughs> trying to get a talk show or some shit. What going to happen? It's never going to happen anymore. Anyway. CNN correspondent? Nothing? It's never going to happen anymore. Anyway. Yeah, come, not, on. come on. Let's not blame her for that. Yeah. Maybe Might RT. So, RT. Maybe RT. 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 Yo. RTJ, run the jewels. Put me on RT. Put me on RT. Put me on RT. Put me on RT. Sell out right away. Literally have no clue on RT. Anyway. That's a Johnny Kaufman story. Yes, Johnny Kaufman. JK joke. So, um, yeah, so what happened? Yeah. Now, he gives you a call to say he wants to do a story about you. Well, yeah, so continue what we were just talking about with Stacey Abrams and my coverage and stuff like that and that roots and all that stuff. You know, he hits me up like, hey, you know, I, I just ran into this article you wrote, ran across this article you wrote in The Nation about the please stop calling black activism divisive, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it was right around the time, like, with the Facebook stuff was first a thing back in, like, October when they were having the hearings and they kept talking about how Russia and they're putting Facebook ads to, to make black people mad it's like come on are you serious like whatever like ain't nobody <clears throat> getting fooled like black people don't like america because black people don't like america like that's just what it is mm-hmm. american y'all yeah. y'all racist yeah well then there was like even a piece in the atlantic <clears throat> at the same time like russians have been interfering with black folks in america for 80 years right because y'all been racist for a really <laughs> long time and people have been organizing and doing work and russians just happen to, to yeah. not really care but care because it's well, even if the, the russian government wants to say call the u.s out for what yeah. it's doing then you should stop doing what you're doing, Absolutely. right? Don't get mad because someone's calling right. you out for your bullshit. Right. Stop doing your bullshit. So the part of the pitch was, you know, like one profile, it was kind of interesting in the way you move in this space. And even though you've been a smaller content creator, you have some really good connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, no one's actually interviewed you. You get talked about a lot, but no one's interviewed. I was like, oh, okay, cool. excuse yeah, me. Yeah. You know, that sounds cool. Okay, let's let's have that conversation. So it's not until by the time the story is getting ready to come out that I realize 
when he sends me a fact check, it's very much not about like me as an activist as a whole or as a podcaster or mm-hmm. writer. It's more about this Russia narrative nonsense mm-hmm. and some interviews I did primarily on Eugene Perrier's show, It By Any Means Necessary, which airs on Radio Sputnik mm-hmm. um, out of D.C. Notice she gave a shout out to the Russian show, bro. I'm noticing this. I gave a shout out to the brother who happens to have a show on the Russian network. The other brother operative. The other brother operative. You know, brother from (laughs) (laughs) brother from another planet, but. Um, so anyway, but but his his show is this very thorough, detailed analysis. Mm-hmm. It's a really good show. Is it like Renegade Culture? No, because he's serious and doesn't oh. curse and joke, oh. and oh. <laughs> he's very he's very straight. Cut, cut. <laughs> and he's very straight, yeah. and you guys are more lively yeah. and, and engaging yeah. and oh, dynamic. Yeah. He's very straight too. There we go. There we go. Still very straight. Look, 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 I made up for it. But no, seriously, yeah. I did another show, Brian Becker's um, Loud and Clear. Yes. Uh, both of them are known for their activism and answer, and as well as PSL. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Eugene was actually Gloria LaRiva's vice presidential candidate in the last election cycle. So these are like really solid people. They do yeah. really good analysis. On Brian's show, I actually debated um, voter fraud with someone from the Heritage Foundation. On Eugene's show, we've talked about all types of stuff. A lot of it is very critical of the Trump administration and things like that. Basically, better commentary than what you hear on cable TV news, And what you hear right? on NPR. And actually. NPR, yeah. actually, right. NPR has actually done the same thing to comedian host Lee Camp, who is on mm-hmm. RT. They wrote a hit smear piece on him and ran a piece as well. And they did a piece, actually, on... Um, Radio Sputnik, but they focus on another show. Mm-hmm. And Eugene and I even discussing that piece that they ran um, that was out of their DC affiliate. Remember, he was like, this woman sat in our office and she could have interviewed me. She could have interviewed Brian Staff and she literally didn't talk to any of us. She mm-hmm. focused on the one show that none of us really agree with that they have and that was like the propaganda. That's how they described it. So this piece runs and I and I was going through his fact check. I was like, you do realize you're doing exactly what I wrote about in my Nation article that would happen, that black activists would get demonized just on the basis of mediums that they're using or, or being a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and this same exact show and story was used against Marcus Farrell, who was th- at the beginning of the campaign, the deputy manager for Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. So the AJC had ran the same type of attack piece on him already. Mm-hmm. So the, the WABE piece comes out, the AJC picks it up the next day, and, and they write on their little blog or whatever that I was under scrutiny. By who, dude? Like, I'm not under scrutiny from anyone. The piece is not even factual. And then someone else was like under scrutiny. They're like, "Are you being investigated?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "No." By who? The <laughs> FEC? Like, like who? Who? Who is mm-hmm. like no? So, but 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 that story, you know, focused on the fact that I, you know, did these interviews and like whether or not it called into question my activism. The problem is, but unless it's independent media spaces like we're all creating, most of the stuff we're talking about isn't going to get out there. Yeah, that's right. Right? It's yeah. not going to be MSNBC. It's not going to be on regular local mm-hmm. news. I mean, so so, and, and I just want to. I mean, because and they're like married to this Russian narrative of very much so. The particularly like progressive liberals um, are married to this Russian narrative of this is why Trump won and Hillary lost, as opposed to saying. Hillary lost because she did a shitty job of running that campaign. I mean, when you're and, when yeah. you're thinking and that, why, and sorry, and number yeah, two, she did like white Evans. supremacy <laughs> is strong in the United States, it is. and you can't Very admit so. that so many white folks backed this openly bigoted racist, racist candidate. Rich and instead bastard. of dealing with that, mm-hmm. you want to deal with the idea that this election was stolen Absolutely. by some outside source and didn't paint anybody. Well, and the problem mirror. with this whole narrative too, right, is the fact that there isn't any concrete conclusive evidence. What you have is some Facebook 
posts and mm-hmm. some Twitter accounts. It's like really. So that means that. So that means like her her campaign with the billion dollars they raise, they got outdone by some damn online trolls. Like that's kind of yeah. pathetic. Yeah, it's like bad. like and quite honestly, look when you look at some of the ads, like because when they show the ads and they'll show them next to like propaganda ads, like. The Russian ends like it's just like really they're feeding into what's already out there, right? Yeah, and yeah. Then, but but the bigger story really more recently has been the stuff with Cambridge Analytica, which is an American-based corporation that was selling data and mining, and they use that to mm-hmm. promote and figure out how to target Trump ads. But my point, and this is something that he, we he and I talked about, was that sure let the investigation happen to see if there was actually really anything that was possibly illegal, because some of the things that happen with online yeah. mediums is the law has not caught up with with, with the technology, right? So if you're advertising for political campaigns and things, political campaigns, now you have to put a disclaimer of who's running the ad on mm-hmm. Facebook. Before you didn't have to, you mm-hmm. would just have political ads running. And like whether or not that was illegal, technically, there's yeah, not a yeah. direct law on point. So that type of stuff, okay, fine. But this nonsense that was happening and, and the trying to demonize, and I really, by the time this was coming out, I really believed was, I was like, wow, my little blog pieces must really be striking a nerve somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they're going to try and, you know, shut me down. And it backfired because yeah. I actually ended up getting an even larger platform. Which I want to die. Yeah, so it sounds like, <laughs> and after this article hit, mm-hmm. the response was, are you crazy? Like, you're going to try to paint this woman as this Russian mold and operative mm-hmm. where she's doing independent journalism and they made themselves look bad because the piece right was myself. obviously so... So, in fact, speaking of The Intercept, you were saying earlier that Glenn Gren, uh, uh, Greenwald, Greenwald, yeah. Actually, who was like you know somebody who helped break the Snowden story? Yeah, came to your defense on this kind of thing. Yeah, it was the it was like the who's who of like the progressive independent media world. Like was like what is this? And that was one of the most. I said, wow, I didn't even know you people even knew who. <laughs> like Glenn and I had had a few exchanges before. I knew I kind of knew Glenn, mm-hmm. but like there were other people who were like you know this is ridiculous. There were people who wrote pieces like Adam Johnson with Fair Media. Um, fair and accuracy and, yeah. and, and medium reporting like he wrote a piece about going and he actually was breaking it down even like with the expert they bought in to use they bought in this expert who was like a professor mm-hmm. well it turns out he actually works for some neocon think tank that's a holdover from the cold war mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so they're like you mm-hmm. basically brought this republican racist in to yeah. refute these two black people who are telling you like why they do what they yeah. do but we need this old white guy to say no 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 it's not yeah. possible yeah. they're actually feeding their republican prop of Russian propaganda but my question always continues to be with what I'm doing specifically how does that feed into propaganda where because you actually aren't even paying attention to what I'm saying Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about I'm actually saying the same thing that Van Jones says at times Mm -hmm. you know I'm actually saying the same things that other people are saying on these larger platforms I might say it a little bit more real Um, and not as contrived but Mm -hmm. the conversations that we're having is always about forward moving you know thinking we're not sitting here plotting on air because that would be stupid how to overthrow governments and stuff I mean like who's dumb enough to do that so let let me ask you this because of the fact that a lot of people swear by NPR Mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah a lot of people look at NPR um, as the go to station Um, in your opinion, do you, do you feel like it was, I mean, I'm sure you feel like it was attacked from NPR, but do you feel like it's something that um, that the folks at NPR, uh, that our people should still be even paying NPR any mind? 
I think we need to, I think one thing we've learned since this election, this past election happened in 2016, is that we need to be very critical of all the media we're seeing, that whatever, because even though that's like national public radio, whatever, it's still, yeah. it, it itself is government-sponsored propaganda, right? Absolutely. It mm-hmm. is funded by the U.S. government. Same thing with PBS, and that's not necessarily a bad thing per se, but we do have to be critical when it, with some of these stories on how they're skewed a certain way. But we saw how, you know, media gave Donald Trump $2 billion in free advertising mm-hmm. because it was good for ratings, mm-hmm. right? Not what was really accurate. There was little pushback. There was little real coverage. And so I think that we need to be very critical and we need to be looking for other sources of information to be able to ascertain what's really what. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to take a lot of time on our part to, to, to do more of that research. But I mean, we, yeah, it's what we yeah. need to do. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about electoral politics and what we in our community need to do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about what's been happening in the world this last week. Yeah. Um, so we want, to, want you to stick around, yeah. want you to stay with us. Uh, Renegade Culture, the R, the E, the N, the G, the A, the D, the E. It's Renegade. <laughs> My man, Kamal Franklin has finally learned how to spell Renegade. So we on this motherfucker right now. I like, we're going we to keep that. We're going to keep that. Like that. that. that was like, that's a keeper. Yeah. I'm going to be that. like on the sideline, like, ah. Let y'all see the video. Another jealous, another jealous. <laughs> I'm, I'm hating on his, on his spelling. That's all right. That's Shout all right. out to Renegade Coach. I did Shout get out. it right, right? It was Renegade? All right. Okay, it sounded like you might have missed the E or some shit. Oh, but damn, no. for the sake of... I think for the most part, it was good. It was good? For the most part. As long as nobody rewind this shit. Renegade Coach. opinions. We be back. We be back in the goddamn minute. You're listening to Renegade Culture. You're listening to the most talked about podcast in the land, Renegade Culture. Sucker free politics, news, and social commentary from the block to the boardroom. Don't touch that dial. It's renegade culture coming at you fast. What's up, man? You know, whenever you feel like listening to something that's hot like lava, turn on renegade culture. True. Duh. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. The I number one podcast in the world. In the whole. Even in Russia. You know, you're not going to let that down, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, you know, it's all right. That's you know. True, yes, true. Yes, yes. Again, secret signals you. being sent out to Putin right now. <laughs> yes, in other words. Like renegade culture airwaves. Yes, we are now international targets if you weren't before. That's right, that's right. Uh, Maybe NPR we can get a Russian certified. deal. Yeah, we can get a deal in Russia. Nah, I ain't fuck with the Russians. They oh, kinda, come on now. You're kind of shady, too, on the low. Everybody's you know shady, I mean? but you know. Yeah, just you just grab the money and shit. Now it's like that, I don't you know got, came from. <laughs> Drop the motherfucking loop outside the office. We got sister Noah Changa in the house. Noah Changa in the building. What's up? You I good? Know. I'm good. Okay. Have a good time? Yeah, this is All fun. Right. Of course. It's probably right. the dopest <laughs> interview you ever did. This is one of them tastes to get lost. Lost episode. Lost episode. Let's call Johnny Kaufman and get him on the show. Johnny Kaufman. Johnny would like it. He got to say. In fact, we have Johnny on the line now. Anyway, Johnny got scared. He ran away from Twitter for a little bit. Good for Johnny. You need to run away from Johnny Kaufman. We coming for you. We have to be tweeting this shit right here. That's right. We're gonna put Johnny. The headline is Johnny Kaufman attack. Because now you know Johnny gonna be like, I was threatened. By militant black activists. Man, fuck Johnny. Oh, I'm saying. <laughs> that. Anyway. Yo, so let's get into like um, some black electoral politics stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. To talk. You want to bring it in? I mean, it doesn't matter. We can, we can bring it in. I think that right now it's 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 important for yeah. us to organize. Absolutely. So, so I mean, we've had in the past we had some great folks here in Georgia. Um, our comrade Cynthia McKinney. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We had uh, we got folks like Abel Mabel. Yeah, 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 still grassroots out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, ain't too many more people. Ain't nobody anyway. left, yeah. Yeah. And even though we said some stuff about right. Vincent, Vincent was a true progressive 
radical at times fighter when he was in uh-huh. the state house. There's uh-huh. no doubt about that. Yes. Vincent was laying it down. I'm, I'm glad you Vincent said he was. was. But anyway, um, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, anyway, we got Stacey Abrams. We've been yeah. talking about her. What we want to know too is though, like you know, how do we also break away from just thinking about ourselves in the Democratic Party sometimes, right? Right. Our yes. politics are much more than what the Democratic politics. Absolutely. Are. So absolutely. You know, like what are some ideas you think long term? that we as black folks should be thinking about in terms of improving our situation as a people. And right. to position ourselves in the, from a, uh, a power broker perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. we, we mm-hmm. lack power. Mm-hmm. And, and folks are still caught up on the, if you just vote, then you know it's going to make a change. Or you didn't vote for Trump. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. didn't vote for uh, Hillary Card, then you voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. How do we position ourselves mm-hmm. from a power perspective? I think that's a really good question and something that, I mean, when we go back to what, like, you know, the big push for voting in the civil rights movement and and even that gets leveraged against us now, right? Well, you know, people died and people fought and, you know, John Lewis is real, real good for doing that to folks, right? Mm-hmm. But, and, and I think one of the downfalls was the way integration happened coming out of the civil rights movement, it was never leveraged with any of that power built into it, right? Whether it was political or economic or otherwise. Right. And yes, we were sitting here in Black Mecca, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a great, Great in theory, but when we think about actuality, what does it really mean for Atlanta to even be Black Mecca? What does it mean that we quote unquote save Black Black Mecca by uh, voting for Keisha? I mean, like these yeah, are conversations yeah. and discussions we need to be having, particularly when we're looking around at the very few communities that actually exist that are truly Black Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I know where I live is on the North Side is what I've learned used to be some of that used to be kind of Bankhead. But that's now like the Upper West Side or some nonsense yeah, now. Absolutely. Gentrification is a thing. So, what I think we're talking about electoral politics, you know, there are multiple lanes. And I know electoral politics doesn't speak to everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think we, we, someone was saying to me about politics. So I was like, well, part of the trick is also getting you to believe that it doesn't matter if you're engaged in the system. So they can do whatever the hell they want. They don't even have to be bothered with trying to appease you because you're not even there. Mm-hmm. And I think that. You know, if we can build our block, we build our coalition, then we can leverage and at least say, if we're looking at it on a city council level, right, for a particular community, or here in Atlanta, we have MPUs. So if we at least can take over and organize one of these local decision-making setups mm-hmm. that at least gives us this quadrant where we're working on and we're able to start figuring out what is our actual agenda, how do we make, how do we make these moves and decisions that we need to make. But, you know, and then we grow that out. Problem is when we're talking about some place like like Atlanta, just keeping it just local for a second. Yeah. We're talking about some place like Atlanta. We're on a short timeline because of how rapidly the, the, the construction and the pushing out is happening. Very short time, right? I mean, when we think back to when the Olympic Village was coming online, what back in like ninety six, ninety five, ninety six, around that time when Techwood was going out. That's around the same time you had Hope Six, you know, developments all across the country. You know, you had Robert uh, Horner in Chicago going down around the same time. You know, fast forward to. Uh, Cabrini Green residents were able to hold mm-hmm. on for long enough because they were able to organize, they litigated. I mean, there's so many different strategies yeah, that we have access to. When I think about the electoral lane, we do need to educate ourselves more on what can we do besides just voting, right? Voting is a tool. It is a useful tool. It's how we will keep Casey Kagan or John, Brian Kemp out of office. But then what do we do next? Why we elect Stacey Abrams? As much as I like her, I agree with you. There are things with, about her that I do not agree with her on. There are positions I think that she takes that I'm like, oh my God, why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. 
So what does it look like holding folks accountable after we elect them? Right. Because that is a piece I really think that we lack as a community, particularly when we're talking about black electeds, Mm -hmm. because we let black electeds get away with a whole lot. When we're looking at, you know, uh, uh, many of the communities that our people are languishing in around the country, they have either a good degree of black leadership or they're black cities. Mm -hmm. Right. When you look at Baltimore, you look at here. I mean, Chicago has a white mayor, but it does have a really solid black, you know, leadership base. Um, you know, so 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 we, we have these issues and we keep electing more people, you know, we, we keep electing skin folk, but they're not always kin folk. Mm-hmm. And we're not figuring out what does it mean to hold them accountable. We're mm-hmm. not showing up at the city council meetings when when they're voting on different ordinances. And again, a lot you know, people work or they got other, you know, conditions, issues. So how do we collaborate and cooperate to build the mechanisms to work in the quote unquote off cycles in between election cycles? And so I really do think and I know we were talking about, you know, developing like a political club and that type of thing. So how do we start educating and informing people on what is even possible? Because yeah. I don't even know that a lot of people even know that you can go to city council and you can make, you know, suggestions and give testimony and, and things of that nature because they don't like it when a whole bunch of people show up (laughs) and start telling them they're not doing they they don't Mm -hmm. like getting embarrassed like that Mm -hmm. um and we can't just wait till when folks are coming around trying to get the vote yeah a few weeks and it needs to be that consistent presence because that's how you start to build the power Mm -hmm. because then they know that you're serious and they got to come and deal with you now america's a funny system because here you know as much as people talk about sort of uh, uh the, the democratic process, mm-hmm. you have people coming and you sort of trying to buy your vote or yeah. sell you what they want to do, but those folks don't usually come from your community, they're not beholden to you, like you said, right. and when they get there, they're more beholden to the moneyed interest or other political interests that's going to further their career, and it feels like we don't do enough, those of us who are on the ground, of figuring that out, figuring out how do we and get indigenous folks that we train that feel connected to our community, to feel connected to our movements, right. get them to run. And then when they don't do what they're supposed to do, we get to call them out also. Absolutely. Right? But we got to start by building clubs and, and even third political parties, Absolutely. as hard as that is, that takes that power away from saying, we're just going to vote for the so-called progressive Democrat, right. again, who doesn't even agree with all our issues, both right. sometimes locally, nationally, and internationally. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And, I, and I agree with what you was just saying about the whole city council piece. One thing that we have to do in building these political clubs, these political action clubs, whatever, is not only create these parties, but have a schedule of when the school board meet, when yeah. city yeah. council meet, yeah. so on and so forth, and have teams of folks who come mm-hmm. in looking like they're of no relation. That's right. No t-shirts, no hats, no buttons, Mm -hmm. no we hanging together, whatever. Mm -hmm. 20 people at a time and bum rush that shit Mm -hmm. every every, uh, every meeting because of the fact if not, we're not going to, uh, we're going to remain powerless. And then we have to develop a power base that, um, where we not only run these different folks in these different uh, communities and municipalities, but we also got to come up with ways to, uh, come up with referendums and so on and so forth so that we can go to a Vincent Fort or mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams or whoever the fuck mm-hmm. and say, listen, we have 10,000 registered voters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they don't give a fuck if we go Republican, Democrat, yeah. Yeah. Martian, yeah. whatever. They want this policy. They rolling. This is what the fuck we talk idea. about. Right. Yeah. Now, if we put you in office mm-hmm. and you fail to comply with the needs of the people, mm-hmm. then 
every particular stop you make, mm -hmm. we got our homegirl over here, and she been known for shutting motherfuckers down. You can ask <laughs> White Stacy. Ask her. You know what I mean? Ask White Stacy what the fuck go uh, on around up in here. She's like, I'm going to get y'all. That's right. So, so by, you know, by the time you see talk, what's happening, it'll be over. Well, I mean, let's talk a little bit, too, about what like the week's events and what's been happening. Like, one big news story that just popped off was the, the NFL just decided that NFL players, the players that they own, apparently, mm -hmm. can no longer do a sit-down protest doing the national anthem. That they, they can either go to the dressing room and stay there doing the national anthem, but if they engage in any kind of protest, any sit-down protest, apparently, the teens will be fined. What y'all think about that? Like, that was a compromise, too. The kneeling itself was a compromise that Kaepernick made right. with a veteran, right? Yeah. There was a veteran who was upset that he was sitting out, and so he, he even went out with him the first time he kneeled. And that's what the crazy thing about all this is. Yeah. Like, that was even a compromise. Kneeling, like, if you you played football, allegedly, so you know about this. Oh, when you kneel, say allegedly. When you kneel, it's actually a sign of respect yeah. when someone is a fallen player on the field. So that's what I'm looking at this. I'm like, y'all are stupid. Because, yeah. like, the kids, even if you ask the kids, the kids, they know that kneel when someone on the other That's team right. or whatever yeah. fell so like the kneeling is actually supposed to be respectful exactly. some of us wouldn't be kneeling nah I'm like, I, would I like, got a match you got a match <laughs> you got a match for a flag yeah. I mean yeah. like yeah so, you know so this whole nonsense, and then this also goes to what happened in, 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 in up in Milwaukee, too. Like, you simultaneously have this stuff going on, mm -hmm. and then you got the NFL grandstanding for, you know, the, the, the grandmaster dragon folks in the mm -hmm. crowd. Like, it's like, what yeah. are y'all doing? But where the fuck is freedom of speech at? You know what I mean? Because it, it was all the way live when, you know, when, when you can get up and state your claims and grievances, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But the, the shit is so ill that they bug out when you're talking about freedom of speech. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. First Amendment, yeah. problem. Yeah. No freedom of speech on their time. No, not at all. Yeah, they can put all Second their billions. Second Amendment, they don't want to hear shit. Yeah, they can put all their billions in the freedom of speech because mm -hmm. they yeah, got right. all that. Right. But you can't do nothing. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And to me, for you to be a player in 2018 and even go along with that shit, then, I mean, we, we say the boycott should stand. Yeah. That's you know good. what I mean? Matter of fact, we should boycott anybody still playing in the NFL. That's right. Going along with that bullshit. We're listening to Renegade Coaching. The R, the E, the N, the <sighs> E, the G, the A, the D, the E. It's Renegade. Everybody! No? It's everybody? It's Renegade. There you go. <laughs> we started it. We got a, we got a theme song I'm, now, I'm, son. I'm, a theme I'm, song. I'm going to need a spliff when I leave here. Oh, but anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> Renegade coaching, you know what I mean? Kamal got his new song, you know what I mean? He got a couple folks playing along in the back. Got Naka. Naka. You know what I mean? Loose, was that you singing in the back? Too? Loose what? Loose was dancing Luce back then, Loose was dancing. Oh, I'm we saying? got Noah Chang and Shirvin. I guess uh, I'm outvoted, right? Uh, you're, you're a legend <laughs> football player over <laughs> there. That's fuck right. Fuck this electoral politics Yo. system y'all got talking about outvoting me. Uh, we ain't down with that shit. We boycotting that song. Renegade. Anyway, the R, the E, the N, fuck all that. Oh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Snakes crushed beneath feet, brushing teeth, squeak, clock cleaning, shocking demons. I'm like shocking demons dropping schemers while I'm copping sneakers. I'm on top, reach up. I'm like black jeans, you cannot stop the features. Spitting raps mean since back on the bleachers I'm as black as Jesus Hyperbole, superbly spit You high urgently observing these scripts I'm like the nerve of these pricks I serve them in dip You gotta make a choice Yeah, life or death You hear the voice, what I spit on this 
life is fresh Crush the strife and stress We came to spray the whole spot Right to left Landing on the snare, spitting words to the kicks My medium is rare, that's word to the kicks I'm on a roll like herb in a spliff Superb as a twist How I swerve is a gift What you observing is bliss The true will live in urban myth I exist So go ahead with your campfire Ghost stories for you damn liars There's no glory Push your flow corny Don't bore me with another bar I'm puffing something from a fucking jar You gotta make a choice Yeah, life or death You hear the voice What I spit on this mic is fresh Crush the strife and stress We came to spray the whole spot Right to left Leave them cut and scarred In fact, the impact could crush a car The guard father like a stuffed cigar From my head top to my foot bottom that touched the tar Blessed from the heavens, I'm touching stars That stardust like blunt ash Getting it off the clothes is such a task The mountain lion are coming Pronouncing rhymes to the drumstick Beat the beat till it's punished To leave you ended is intended Like the pun is You gotta make a choice Yeah, life or death Hear the voice, what I spit on this mic is fresh Crush the strife and stress We came to spray the whole spot Right to left Meet me at the summit to sum it up Wonder your face, then wonder your gut Don't make me have to shatter your sh Glass feces, rap feces Check the itinerary I've been flying heavy No hidden hickory Trust I live it up my G The liberty is strong with this one You kinda want Draw pictures so vividly with the song Like I had to want Cause my hands are pen Man in fact my hands are bomb You gotta make a choice Yeah life or death You hear the voice What I spit on this mic is fresh Crush the strife and stress We came to spray the whole spot Right to left Live and direct. Renegade. Renegade culture in the building. You know what I mean? We're talking about a whole lot of shit that's popping off this week. Um, what happened in Milwaukee this week? What happened in Milwaukee? Well, they finally released the tape. Uh-huh. Young man, Sterling Brown, basketball player, NBA. With the Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, a man allegedly, not allegedly, got beat the fuck up by the police back in January. Unprovoked. Mm-hmm. Unprovoked because they said he parked in a, a handicap handicapped spot. spot or something like that. Parked in a handicapped spot. So they, they beat wanted, your ass for that. They wanted to handicap his ass. I do that every day when I take my kid to every school. Fucking day. Every fucking day. I don't want to see them beat your ass. It's the up. only open do spot. Fuck. Okay, try I'll be it again. Like, I do it every it day. You're going to be rolling your ass up in here like Ironside because they ain't fucking And what should have been a parking citation, right? Yes, That's a parking a straight citation. straight parking citation. And a CVS. Like, so what they said, he was he was, he was was being black. Yes, yeah, he was being black. Big and black. He was being black and it took to... In the bins. Yeah, it took, what, three more cop cars and they were chanting, Five tase cops him, all together. tase yeah. him, tase him. Oh, yeah, like it was tase a mess. Tase him, bruise him up. So they finally got the joint. But the thing is, they said that he, uh, they had the, on the camera piece, the body cam, the cops like, oh, uh, you're walking up on me? Uh, stop, blah, blah, blah. Saying all kinds of bullshit. It wasn't mm-hmm. even happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They didn't know the dude was a... Was rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. rich niggas. They yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of a sudden they know now. Mm-hmm. So they want to make excuses. They said their cops were reprimanded. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that means they got a day off from work, probably paid. Might not even. That's yeah. like somebody telling you that yeah. they. I'm gonna put, put a note in your file. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they what like, is this like, kindergarten? Don't telling you on me, like uh, Kalanji cursed somebody out. I'm gonna reprimand him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck does that mean? But anyway, so you know he's been attacked. Um, 
the whole NFL thing. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Trump. Yeah. North uh, Korea. Trump and North Korea. Trump has pulled out of the North Korea summit, which was scheduled for June 12th, I believe, in Singapore. Yes. Because Mike, apparently he wrote him a letter. He wrote uh, um, the North Korean letter uh, leader a letter stating why he's pulling out uh, because uh, apparently they're angry because they insulted Mike Pence. Because oh. Mike Pence basically is on the radio and TV, as all the Trumpites are, yes. talking about the Libya model will be in effect. And mm-hmm. then the news is trying to distort this. The news keeps saying, this is another NPR thing. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. NPR keeps saying the Libya model <clears throat> is when Gaddafi was killed by his own people after an uprising. Leaving out amazing. that you bombed Libya, right, right. caused um, a, a major uprising, right. was, was, was uh, uh, beating down or, or destroying like troops and all the rest of it, basically opened up a front which led to the uprising or helped support the uprising that led to his murder. Mm-hmm. And so the Libya model is basically right. he gave up his so-called nuclear weapons. He didn't have nuclear weapons, but his nuclear plans. Right. And the promise was the West would leave him alone and they would trade with them. And the first opportunity that the West had to overthrow him or take him out, they did it. So he said he they feels that uh, Mike Pence was insulted. Um you know, fuck Mike Pence. Can we agree on that? <laughs> we agree on that. Fuck okay, Mike cool. Pence, yeah. Not you, Russian. I know Not you, you yeah, yeah. You know, you like Mike Pence. Yeah. Yeah, like no, 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 she don't like Mike Pence. She don't like Mike but Pence. she can't say fuck Mike Pence. Okay. Yeah. She might, Mike Russians Pence? think that's too far. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. All right, that is a little different. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I mean, the thing is, but we already knew that it was some bullshit. Yeah, it was nothing agreed on the game yeah. anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was looking for something. He's like, he couldn't yeah. say, yo, oh, he think his hairstyle is better than mine. Yeah. And it's just like any type of bullshit that he come along with. So they found this particular piece right here. Yeah, it felt what? like Trump had lost control of the narrative, right? He of lost he did. control of the, the idea that the mm-hmm. summit. He started projecting that, hey, this means that they're going to give away all their nuclear weapons right on the spot. Boom, right, we demand right, it right, right away. Right, right. And the North Koreans was Kim like, Jung's "This is going to be crazy." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. a dialogue. This is going to take a moment. And the media was calling him out, saying, "Like, this sounds a little silly. This is not how diplomacy works." That kind of thing. Right. So he looked for the excuse that he wanted to say, "Like, I'm not ready to do this." Well, that's what he does, right? Yeah, he right. can't. He he's he's he really is like a child. He can't get his way. He's throwing a temper tantrum. He's going to tell you all types of stories and try and convince you of this, that, and the other. And now he can't get it, so now he doesn't want to do it no more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if he could throw himself on the floor and kick and scream and cry, he probably would. And he might. He, he might. Mean, he I, just I can, might. I can imagine He's a little tall. him I don't doing know, it. But yeah, know, he might. After the Stormy Daniels thing, you know, there might be some tapes coming up. I like. I, I wish there were. Russia tapes. Yeah. Because everybody knows the big thing is that Russia's the 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 thing is that the secret tapes are supposed to be. Trump is in a hotel room mm-hmm. with some ladies of the night in Russia. Ladies of the night, and a little pee pee action happening. <laughs> so pee pee action. R Kelly style pee pee. R Kelly style pee pee. Oh man, that's supposed to be the big thing that's held so Trump over Trump's head. Trump got peed on by yeah. uh, Ivanka yeah. or by no 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 no, no, no not no, 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 his no. daughter by the Russian <laughs> by the Russian. Check <laughs> it. people in the in, in, in presumably now we need a disclaimer. Now we yes. need a disclaimer. And people presumably no, of age. Okay, presumably. Yeah. Presumably of age and okay. presumably not related. Have you seen it? Nancy Pelosi. No, I have like not when you were in Russia the last time. When I was in Russia the last time, you because you, you know my passport's been stamped for Russia. Apparently, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't get to see the tapes. <laughs> they compartmentalize their. They compartmentalize what you get yeah. to see. Oh, okay. They have they have the black identity extremists. We don't yes. get to go to the nice neighborhoods. We stay on the south side. And oh. we should talk about that because you know what? Speaking of the black identity extremists, like Raheem Balagoon, they his had brother, to drop, they had to yeah. drop the charges on his brother. This was a case out of Texas where this brother was surveilled for like uh, two years right. based on him exercising, like you was talking about earlier, his Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. And 
the FBI, which was listening to some right-wing uh, radio, I think Alex, um, what's the right-wing? Alex Jones. Alex Jones had said something about the guy, and this is what put the FBI onto him. Alex Jones did. And then they, yes, and then they started trailing him and so, watching him. Go ahead, sis. I forgot all about that, because that's actually what they did when the Nazis were down in, uh, where were they down? Down in, um, in here, when they were here oh, in, okay, Georgia, in Georgia. Uh, right, right. Noonan. Yeah, when they were in Noonan a couple mm-hmm. weeks back. Okay. So part of why the, mil- the, the police showed up all with the tanks and Humvees and stuff like that was because they were to, they were tipped off by some right wing blogger mm-hmm. and then somebody else that had some other site talking about they were going to turn everyone gay in the town or whatever and that's what prompted them as the intelligence they needed to go and infiltrate the mm-hmm. Antifa you know yeah. protesters yeah. who were going to do the stuff it's like are you but they, they've been doing that for years serious? they have they been did doing that with Sidney McKinney mm-hmm. they did it with a number of other different folks where they have these right wing bloggers they get on there they come up with this misinformation and they're utilized as serious business. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, every now and then they got to throw someone like a Noah Changa into the fire. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To prove that, look, niggas do it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they need yeah. that leftist. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's and how it they And, it, and it, the connections between the police, these right-wing groups, yeah. um, and, and I don't like the right-wing radio and the right-wing right. TV, and these actual right-wing groups, these Nazi cats, um, these alt-right cats, that there's a connection. And all these different militias on the right, which have made like, the pledges of like defending the so-called the Constitution, mm-hmm. and half of those folks are police officers or oh, former absolutely. military. That was, that was my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them ended up being FBI, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or different types of agencies that represent the same agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a nutshell, we have to do a couple things. You know, as we wrap this show up, mm-hmm. one definitely have to build political action clubs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said last week, by the time next election come, we should have by twenty oh two, we should mm-hmm. have folks. Uh, uh, we should be running folks for mayor in twenty twenty county. Twenty twenty, excuse yeah. me, mayor for Atlanta, and I mean mayor for Atlanta. We should have running someone in Clay County, running someone in uh, mm-hmm. DeKalb County. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. got to surround. We got to take Henry. Uh, Cobb, mm-hmm. we got to start to create a power base, yeah. like I said, and build really it out, build it out national. Show people we can do locally yeah. and build it out Absolutely. nationally. And, yeah. and they don't, we don't have to run them for mayor per se. Yeah, put yeah. them on a school board. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying Jaha Howard out in Cobb County. Um, he just got on the school board. He was running yeah. uh, for Senate. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of little mishaps, but he's on board now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we start small. We get some of our folks on city council, school board, so on and so forth. We also need a new. Review board, not mm-hmm. that bullshit citizen review board they got out here right now. Right, mm-hmm. right. That, that's fucking paper tigers. The only thing they did was come up with some fucking billboards. They paid thirty thousand dollars for some billboards to say "Don't run" a few Don't years run. ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's been their their main thing. Take your ass whipping. Yeah, like <laughs> like run. you have to fucking run in order to get shot or beat down by police. But listen, you listen to Renegade Culture. We've had our guests on here today. Sister Noah. Can you, um, you know, give us some uh, contact information for the people listening? Yeah, 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 yeah. My podcast is The Way of Noah. It's on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play, I think. Okay. Um, you can find me on YouTube, The Way of Noah, or Twitter, The Way of Noah, um, The Way, A-N-O-A. Uh, and yeah, just hit me up. I'm pretty responsive, and and you'll 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 get good commentary and good content. I'm not as funny as these guys, but Who is? Um, Who is? No, yeah, I don't know. It's um, the best podcast. I don't know if it's ha ha funny or you know, but you know, it's enjoyable. Next show will be about her. I think so. <laughs> She'll be absent. Johnny Kaufman will be Johnny our Kaufman. guest next week. Yes. Johnny Kaufman and. 
Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Bring Kaufman. him back. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> him back. I, anyway, the R, the E, the N, the E, the G, the A, the D, the E. It's renegade, renegade culture. Y'all like that? Y'all like that? That works. That, that works, works, right? Anyway, you like that? You like I, that? We like to thank Kamal. He's trying to get his new singing career off the joint. Renegade culture. He's our new theme song. Uh, aficionado, aficionado, oh, yeah. you know composer, composer. I like that. That's right. Y'all give it up for uh, Kamal. Uh, what's his name again? Anyway, yes, oh. yes, yes. You're listening <laughs> to Renegade Culture. Renegade. Check us out, renegadeculture.org. Um, follow us on SoundCloud. That's right. And iTunes, and um, you know, and we're here with Playback su- Studios Sounds. I had to study on that sometimes they don't want to be called Sounds. Playback Studios. Yes. And anyway, yeah. anyway, y'all be good. We'll see. Thank y'all. Peace. One. Peace. Be sure to follow Renegade Culture on SoundCloud and iTunes and visit our website at renegadeculture.org.